Praise God. While you're standing, take your Bible, please, and go with me to the book of Psalms, the 78th Psalm, and I will begin reading at the first verse. Thank you so very much for coming to church today. We're very excited to tell you we'll be baptizing some more people at the close of our service. We're very, very excited about that. God is doing something profound in this church. Now, that's not a throwaway statement right there. We've had 20 people under the age of 18 years old water baptized since January 1st, 2021. We've had 27 total water baptized in just the first six months of this year, not even the full six months of this year. God is doing something profound in our midst. Amen. We're very excited for people that respond and say, hey, I'm ready. I'm ready to be water baptized in that saving name of Jesus. So at the close of our service, if you'd like to stay around, we'll be rejoicing with these families as their loved ones are water baptized. Next Sunday evening, I want to make you aware, next Sunday evening, June 27, 6 p.m., Iglesia Vida Nueva will be having church. We're very happy to bring here Eli Ruiz. He will be preaching next Sunday evening in Iglesia Nueva Vida. That will take place in Bennett Hall in the Life Center. We're very much anticipating a great move of God's Spirit. And so we encourage you to be a part of that service. If you've got your Bible and you're at Psalm 78, would you say, I'm there? Amen. Amen. All right, here we go. Psalm 78 and verse number one. Give ear O my people, to my law, incline your ears to the words of my mouth. Now, I'm a dad, and by the way, I give honor to my dad. Where is my dad today? I know he's here. There he is. I love my father. He is a wonderful man. I give honor to him on this Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, Pop. I'm very happy for you. Love you much. But when I read verse number one of Psalm 78, that is just a Bible way of saying, hey, listen to me. That's what the psalmist is saying right there. Give ear, my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old. Note this next verse. Which we have heard and known and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, telling to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and His strength and His wonderful works that He has done. There is a phrase from which I will lift my title for this sermon. It's found in the third verse that we read just a moment ago. I'm preaching today, Our Father's have told us. Would you say that with me? Our fathers have told us. Set your Bible down and pray. Would you pray for me as a preacher? And then would you pray for you as hearers of God's word that we'll have this holy anointing help us today? Will you pray that right now? Jesus, I thank you for this service. We, we have seen you move, Lord. We have felt your anointing in this house. And Lord, in the next few sacred moments here at New Life, I'm asking you to allow faith to arise as your word is preached. I pray, Lord, that the word of God will be mixed with that faith and you will produce a supernatural result 
in every hearer of the word. I'm asking for an anointing on my lips, Lord, to preach it the way you've given it to me. And then, Lord, for people's hearts to be open, all of our minds and our spirits to be open to what you're going to say to us. And we're going to thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. And everyone, would you say amen? amen. Now, if you're going to help Brother Gaddy preach, would you say, I'm helping you, Pastor? Amen. Praise God. Thank you. You may be seated. What have our fathers told us? I'll tell you what my father has told me on several occasions before, and you got to just understand it's my dad. He would come up to me after a service as, frequent, as recently as a couple of Sundays ago, and I'd see him kind of making his way down the aisle, and he'd stick his hand out, Tom, and he would say, that was a great message, brother. So I've graduated from a son to a brother now. That's something that my father has told me. I was with my brother. I mentioned that Wednesday night in service. And I was with my brother a week ago. And my brother and I were talking about something that my dad has also told us over the years. And my brother can actually act it out far better than me. But my father has told me in years gone by, when I have a hat on my head, don't pull it down on your head. And I mean, as if I ever took both hands and pulled it down on my head. He said, don't pull your hat down on your head. Lift it up a little bit. And so you see the picture on the screen. That was me as a younger boy. Have you noticed how the hat is sitting like a little puffball on the top of my head? Every time I see that picture, I think of my dad's warning. Don't pull your hat down. So I don't ever put a hat on anymore without hearing the voice of my father trying to adjust. What our fathers have told us. It is an interesting note above the 78th Psalm in the Bible. In my Bible, the New King James Version Bible, it simply says this. It's not a part of anointed scripture, but it's a, a heading. And it simply says, a contemplation of Asaph. It means he was thinking at the time. He was thinking, and so he wrote a psalm or wrote a song about what he was thinking. And he was actually a writer of several psalms. This compilation of songs in our Bible that we call the book of Psalms, 150 of them in total. Some of them, if you've ever studied this, can be grouped together. They seem independent from one another. There's 150 of them, but when you really study it, some of them can be grouped together. In fact, there's a group of 21 of them that are called the imprecatory psalms. Now that's a big word. You get a lot of points in Scrabble for that one. But imprecatory psalms, and some of you have read these before, are the psalms where the writer is calling on God to judge evil. Have you ever read these before and felt better about yourself? David is saying, get them, God! Now that's my way of translating the Bible. 
He's asking God to judge evil, to consider his enemies and do battle against them. Have you considered what the evil are doing, oh God? Come down in your judgment. They are imprecatory in nature. 21 of the Psalms are like that. But Psalm 78 is not one of them. Psalm 78 is known as a didactic psalm. Didactic simply means instructional in nature, or it is meant to teach. And so what Asaph writes down in song form is intended to be more than just a contemplation, more than just what he was thinking at the time, but something embedded in those words are meant to teach us. Asaph lived during the time of King David, and he was known as a temple servant. His descendants also ministered and sang in the temple. He came from a long line of music ministry. Some believe that Asaph himself wrote these songs, and others believe that maybe Asaph was so closely connected to the temple work that he needed others to transcribe the words even of David into song. There are 13 psalms of the 150 that are didactic or instructional in nature. So they are designed or intended to teach us something. And so quite frankly, Psalm 78 and the four verses that we read at the beginning of this sermon are designed not for us just to hear, but to learn something from them. What is it teaching? And we find upon close perusal that there are two things that jump off the page quickly about Psalm 78. First of all, it teaches us the healthy practices of fatherhood. What it means to be a healthy, godly father. Number two, it teaches us the goal of a father's influence. All of us dads have influence. All of us are teaching something to our families, even today. Dads, can I ask you a question that I think I know the answer already to? Have you ever done something as a father, and then a few days later you see your child do something and they respond exactly like you? I, I, I have very little patience when I'm working with my hands on something small and something doesn't go right. And I will find myself saying the word goodness many times. Not because I'm feeling goodness at the time, but I want to keep from cussing. Some of you feel better about yourself right now. And so I will say, goodness! If my wife had a dollar for every time I said goodness, there's been times a lot of goodness has been in our house. And then I will find my kids. They don't say it with great passion like I say it. But they will say, and they, they don't cuss either, just for the record. They'll say, goodness, and I'll think, oh my goodness, I'm teaching something. 
Psalm 78 is instructional, and I want to make sure we understand this on this Father's Day, on this Sunday morning. Everybody say huge point. I want you to look at someone near you right now and say, don't miss this point right now. Come on, turn to somebody else and say, good morning. I'm glad you're awake. you got to hear this right now. Somebody hear me on this Sunday morning. The goodness of God is not for consumption, but it is for telling to others about how good God is. Oh, I want to take a time out and preach it right now. God has been good to this dad, but he has not been good to this dad just to consume it. But he has been good to this father to tell my children how good God has been to me. It is not for consumption. It's for telling somebody. It's for declaring it. i got to speak it. i got to testify about it. I've got to lift my voice. He has been so good to me. Oh, somebody, I'm on, I just feel it, so I'm going to take a little time. I didn't tell myself to wake up. I didn't give myself health in my body. God gave that to me. God picked me up. God saved me from sin, and I've got to get it out, Brother Chris. I've got to tell somebody. Brother Sam, I want my kids to know about the goodness of God. I want to testify about His goodness. Psalm 78 is clear. He said, telling to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and His strength and His wonderful works that He has done. Dads, we set the pattern for showing our kids who God is and what God does. Now, here's the great thing about God. He's an experiential God. He wants to be experienced. But he wants us to tell our families about him. And let me just go ahead and hit the bullseye today. I'm going against a spirit in this house today of a dad. And I'm not, I don't have anybody in mind. No, God's appointed nobody out other than in the Holy Ghost. I feel it. Dads who would say, I haven't done that, Pastor. I've grown up and I haven't done that. I haven't been a good example of declaring the works of God. Can I tell you something? Would you please today hear this preacher? Let's not go back to what we haven't done, but let's draw a line in the sand today and say, as of right now, I'm going to rise up and begin to declare to my family how good God has been. I'm going to go back in my memory and think about the goodness of God and think about the favor of God, and I'll start today. So please, please, do not come and say, it's too late for me. It is not. We choose today what we will do. Romans chapter 10 and verse 17, faith comes by hearing. Why is this so important to declare to our families the goodness of God? Because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Psalm 78 and verse 5, he established a testimony in Jacob. He appointed a law in Israel, watch this, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children. Verse 6, that the generation to come might know them, the children who would be born, that they may arise and declare them to their children. I want you to notice that this telling Thing 
is a command. It's not a suggestion. He commands them to declare to their children the goodness of the Lord. Now, I want to show you something that just was like, wow, when I saw this. There's a passage that I've gone to many times in my life to uh, understand doctrine and to kind of wrap my brain around the character and the, 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 the Godhead. I want you to see this, and they're going to put this on the screen. I want you to see this in real time. The book of Deuteronomy in the Old Testament, chapter number 6 and verse number 1, the Lord speaks, and here's what he says, and you'll see this on the screen. Now, this is the commandment. And these are the statutes and the judgments which the Lord your God has commanded to teach you. Now I'm going to point out some pronouns right here. Everybody say you. you. Verse 2. That you may fear the Lord your God to keep all his statutes and his commandments which I command. What's that next pronoun? You. you. And your son and your grandson all the days of your life, and that your days may be prolonged. Look at verse number four. We love this verse. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. There's that second person pronoun again. With all your soul and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your Heart. Verse 7, you shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in the house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. Isn't it interesting that the Lord said the word is going to get to you, but then it's going to get to your son and your grandson. But he kept bringing it back to that one he was speaking to. I've got to make sure you get it. I've got to make sure you understand how important this word is. Because if you get it, then you will have the responsibility to talk to your boy about it. And then you will rise up and have the responsibility to talk to your grandson about it. Oh, let me tell you what I feel in the spirit today. There is a generational anointing that comes when a daddy rises up and sits down and says, let me tell you about the goodness of God. Let's take about 30 seconds on a Sunday evening and let me tell you what God did for me when I was 10 years old. 20 years old, how he made a way for me when I got married, how he came through when I was sick in my body. There is something powerful that happens in generations. One generation telling another generation. Woo! Some of you have heard me say this before. I taught my son to, to pitch a curveball many years ago in our backyard, and I'm grateful that I did that. But if you ask me, what do you want your son to know? Do you want him to be able to throw a curveball, or do you want him to know how to worship the one true living God? I am not. Hear me. I don't want anybody to walk out of here and say, Pastor doesn't want to teach his son how to throw a curveball. It was important to me. I thank God that we had those days. I thank God that we still connect in non-spiritual things. But I don't want to teach him to do all the stuff that the world has and forget to raise him up believing that there is one God and his name is Jesus and there is one way to be saved. There is one Lord and there is one faith and there is one baptism. Holiness still matters. Evangelism still matters. I want my kids to know that.
I want to tell it. I want to declare it. I want it to be on my lips. See, here's the goal. Here's why the psalmist Asaph made this strong declaration. In this passage that we just read at the beginning of this sermon, Psalm 78, he goes down in verse number 7 and says, here's the goal of why you do all this. That they may set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep His commandments. That word set means to establish, to fix, to determine. They are establishing their hope in God. They are fixing their hope in God. They are determining that this God will be their God. And they are putting their hope and their confidence, not in their flesh, not in another person, but they are anchoring their hope for their life in God. Now, I have to tell you as a dad, I, I like it when my kids keep the commandments. I like, yes, sir. No, sir. I like that. But could it be that it would be easier for our kids to keep the commandments if they were convinced of how great he was? Because if I ever could get my kids to believe that he is great, then what he asks of us is not grievous. It's not to try to ruin my life. It's not to try to rule my life. It's tried to protect me as his child. If we could ever, if I as a dad, and I'm here to tell you, I'm still trying to learn this. If I could ever declare him well enough to paint the picture of how great God is. I wish you'd help me just praise God right now. I wish you'd take a time out with pastor. I wish you'd help me praise God right now. Come on, if God has been good to you, why don't you give voice to that right now? If God has been faithful to you, if He saved you, if He healed you, if He delivered you, if He brought you out, come on, He is good, He is faithful, He is kind, He is true. Hallelujah. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. How many know we can build our lives on Jesus Christ? On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. I mean, that's not just a song. That's what you believe. That's what you profess. That's what you speak. Whew. Oh, there's an anointing in this house right now. 
Come here, Pop. I want. I need you up here. Come on. Landon, where are you at? Come here, bud. Come on, join me up here, Pop. Join me up here. Come on over here. He's doing pretty good for almost 92 years old, huh? Right here, Pop. Sit down right there. Landon, I gotta tell you. I just can't not tell you. This Papa of yours, who's a lot older now than he was when I'm gonna tell you about. When Uncle Todd and I were about 10 years old, Uncle Todd started limping real bad and I was just telling him, come on, you gotta buck up, man. That's what twins do. But it got worse. And uh, we got worried. So Papa and Nana took Uncle Todd to the doctor and they came back with a diagnosis that absolutely scared all of us. Osteomyelitis, which was a bone disease and it's degenerative and the doctor told Papa and Nana, your boy, it's gonna get worse. It's going to eventually get to where he's not, I'm not giggling about this. I'll tell you a funny story about it, but he's not going to be able to walk. Certainly not going to be able to run. And your compassionate grandfather sawed off a broom handle and gave it to Uncle Todd and said, come on, get up and walk. Never forget that. Mercy was just oozing from him. <laughs> So all we knew to do was to pray. We weren't doctors. We didn't know, have the training. We didn't know about the disease. All we read about it was long before the internet. So we had, had to actually open up encyclopedias and read about a, a disease that was going to cause your Uncle Todd not to be able to walk and certainly not run. All we knew to do was pray. So we just kept showing up at church, just kept praying. I don't know who prayed the prayer. But God came through for your Uncle Todd. He not only raised him up, he let him walk. And he not only let him walk, I, I think I lost track. It's either 23 or 24 marathons that your Uncle Todd has run in. Landon, that's what God did for our family. About seven years ago, you remember when Oma, your grandmother on mom's side, doctors told her she's got multiple myeloma, cancer in the blood. She's not going to live more than about five years. I don't know if you remember this, but I was preaching out on the West Coast and I got on a plane and I flew. I didn't come home. I flew from San Francisco to Boston. And I remember walking in your grandmother's hospital room. But I didn't go in there quickly because they wanted me to wash up, put on a hat, a mask, gloves, a robe. I had things over my shoes. I mean, I looked like a mummy walking in there. And I walked in and I saw that sweet Oma that you love so much. Frail. She's lost weight. She's laying on the bed. She lost all her hair. And all we knew to do was to pray. 
somewhere. I don't know who prayed the prayer, but that was almost seven years ago. And I talked to Oma yesterday on her birthday. I said, how you doing, Mom? She said, I'm doing great. I'm feeling good. That's what God has done for us. You remember when Papa was diagnosed with cancer. It rocked my world. It rocked all of our worlds. I don't know who prayed the prayer, but your Papa all these years later is sitting here healthy, whole. That's what God did for our family, Randy. And I remember 15 years ago yesterday, you remember this. At that time, I was traveling, preaching a lot of youth camps, and you and Madison were getting of the age where you were beginning to express a desire toward the Lord and be in the presence of God. It wasn't all fun and games anymore. You really started responding, even though you were just a young boy. And I remember praying a prayer, landing on a Friday, and I said, God, if you should happen to fill my kids with the Holy Ghost at a kid's camp, I'm asking that I would be there. I don't want to be off in East Kahunga somewhere preaching to other kids. I want to be there. That was on a Friday. And 72 hours later, I was in town at kids camp when you and Madison walked down the aisle at a kids camp and you lifted up your hands and I was standing right there next to you with your mother when God filled you with the Holy Ghost God filled your sister with the Holy Ghost standing right next to each other at the same time that's what God's done for us so there is nothing that he will ever ask of you that he hasn't already prepared the way because of his greatness. You can depend on him. You can pray to him. You can trust him. You can trust his hand. You can trust his heart. He is for us. He's for us. I want you to bow your heads all across this room right now. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. God, you have been so good to me. You've been so good to my family. It seems pretty small for me in return to just begin to utter and, and declare your goodness, but that's what you call us to today. It's what our fathers have told us. So I pray an anointing on every dad right now. I pray an anointing on every father in this room, wherever they are in their relationship with you, to begin to rehearse in their mind the goodness of God. He woke me up this morning. He let me be in his house this morning. He let me feel his presence this morning. Let me begin to share a good word with my children. Let me begin to share a good word with my family. Let me rehearse and declare the goodness of the Lord. Here's what I'd like us to do. I want us to stand together, please. And I wish everybody, just before we go home,
would just let me pray over this whole congregation as a whole as we all step out. We don't have room for everybody up front, but maybe we can signify that we're responding to the presence of God by just stepping out and coming forward a little bit. Could you do that right now? Would you let me pray over this church? Would you just step out from where you are and fill up the front of this auditorium right now? Maybe your daddy's close to you. If your daddy's here, I wish you'd gather him close. Amen. Praise God. Dads, we can do this. We can do this. In fact, if your family's here and you are maybe sitting separate from them, I just want you to look around where they're at. Maybe you can link up with them right now. I'll give you a moment right now. I'll give you a moment. Praise God. I want to declare the great works of God, declare the great goodness of the Lord. I want to say it again. Dads, if it's not been a habit, just start today. Just start today. Start talking about some good blessing that you have in your life. It doesn't have to be monumental. It doesn't have to be a big healing. It could be just a something simple, but it's meaningful to you. Just declare that to your family. Let that faith break loose in your spirit. I wish you'd just gather your family close. And can we begin to lift up our voice right now? And let's thank God for his goodness. Let's thank God for his favor in our life right now. Would you just lift up your voice with me right now? Come on, if your daddy's not here, why don't you just pray over your father right now? Pray over him and bless him right now. Bless him with strength. Bless him with anointing. God, we lift our voice together right now. God, we lift our voice in the name of Jesus. We're speaking blessing over our children, God. We're speaking anointing over our families right now. We are declaring the goodness of the Lord. We're declaring the favor of the Lord. We're we're speaking and testifying of your faithfulness and your provision in our lives, oh Lord. In Jesus' name. Come on, daddies, that's good. Let your family hear your voice right now. Let your family hear your voice declaring the greatness of our God. Declaring the glory of His name. Hallelujah, we found Him to be faithful. Let that grandson and that granddaughter, let them hear the praises of the Lord coming from one generation to another generation. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, dads, we can do that. We can be that kind of father, declaring what our fathers have told us, declaring the goodness of the Lord. That's it. Let your voice out to the Lord right now. Praise God. Let your voice out to the Lord right now. Maybe it'll be this afternoon or tonight. You sit down and you just just talk about the goodness of the Lord. Just talk about the faithfulness of the Lord, how He's come through for you how He's made a way for us, how He's provided for us, and He's strengthened us, and He's helped us. and We didn't know we were going to make it, but He came through for us. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Oh, we worship You, Jesus. We thank You for Your goodness. We thank You for Your favor, Lord. We thank You. We're going to be faithful to give You the praise that You're worthy of. Hallelujah. Brother Jason, I want us to sing it out. I want us to lift our voice and declare it today. How good God is. How faithful the Lord is. Come on, we're going to sing it together before we go home today. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Nothing less yes. than Jesus' blood and righteousness. And righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame. Yes, Lord. But holy trust in Jesus. Trust in Jesus' name. Oh, yes, Lord. Solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground. Solid rock I stand All other ground is sinking sand All other ground is sinking sand Sing that again on Christ the solid rock Oh yeah, on Christ the solid rock I stand All other ground over every family here at New Life, every individual that has graced this house with their presence today. I pray, Lord, that you will let your face smile on your people this week. Jesus, the drawing that you have on people's hearts to be closer to you, I thank you for that, and I pray that you will just continue to let that grow in our spirits. I thank you for how good you've been, God. We acknowledge that today. Lord, we praise you for being a miracle worker, but also being kind enough to give us small victories that help build our faith day by day. Be with your people this week. Draw us back together to worship you again, I pray. And we will thank you in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody, would you say amen? I think we ought to applaud the Lord for his goodness today. Would you give him just a great ovation of praise? How good God has been to us. Amen. Amen. Here's what I want to do. Here's what I want to do. We have got several who have been water baptized, and they're going to make their way in here in just a moment. Kids that have been water baptized. Sam, are they in the building already? Okay, they're coming over. If you would do this, if you would just stick around. If you have to go, God bless you. Thank you for being here. We're not going to keep you any longer. But if you would, just stick around. We're going to celebrate these ones that have been baptized. We're going to tell you who they are. And then we're going to have some baptisms. It's going to be a great celebration. Amen. I'm so happy that you've been here. Happy Father's Day to all of our dads. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Our kids are coming. Come on, kids. God bless you, everybody. Have a wonderful, wonderful Father's Day. Amen.